Okay, so what we've learned so far is that there are two explanations of why when a woman seeds first, the offspring is male. One explanation is, and remember the first explanation of the philosophers? Go ahead. Um, well, what I got out of, out of yesterday's class is the, when the woman seeds first, it, it's going to be a male. Right. It's going to be a male, and vice versa, the male... Right. So we've done two explanations of that. One is that that's, that's the way it works, that specifically it's a female seed yeah. that produces a male offspring, which we'll yeah. get to. And the other is explanation of the philosophers who say that it's actually the male seed that produces a, the boy. And the reason why the male seed is, is, is um, only dominant when it's second is because it needs to be on top in order for it to be dominant. And when the woman seeds first, and the male seed is on top, and then that's why it's, the male seed is dominant and a, and a boy is produced, a, child, a, a son is produced. But what we, we, we learned is that this is not just... Um, and then there's an explanation of the al who says that specifically, it's the, he, he disproves the explanation of the philosophers, and he proves that it's specifically the, the female seed that produces a male offspring. Proof is from Dina, uh, that Dina is called the daughter of Yaakov. Specifically, she has relationship to Yaakov because when a woman seeds first... A, a boy is produced, a man, a man seeds first, a girl is produced, so Yaakov, who is, the, who is male, he has a special relationship with his daughter, Dina, because a man seeds first, his seed is what produces a female offspring. Beryl had a very good question about this yesterday. We said that, that Leia, um, Dina was meant to be a boy, and she changed in the middle of, of the pregnancy to a, to a, uh, to a uh, uh, girl. So I don't know the, what the right answer is, but perhaps the right answer is, is that that's what her prayer accomplished. Her prayer accomplished. Leah prayed. She didn't want her, her sister to be embarrassed, her sister not to have uh, any uh, significant contribution to the 12 tribes. And she prayed that her, that her own child who in her womb should not be one of the 12 tribes. It should, it should be a girl. She knew that there's 12 boys who are going to, be, who are going to lead the 12 tribes 12, and 12 men. And therefore, she will pray that her child should be transformed in embryo from being a girl to a boy to a girl. So it sounds like that in the in the birth of Dina, uh, we have the seed of of uh, of Leah preceding that of Yaakov. That's why it was meant to be a girl, a boy. But I, I think the answer might be is that her what her prayers accomplished was that the seed of Yaakov was dominant, and that's why uh, since her prayers were effective and caused the 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 offspring to be a girl, what that really means is, is that the seed of Yaakov was dominant. It wasn't that Hashem brought seed from heaven and that's, and that's what caused the birth of Dina. Probably what, what, what happened was, as the Gemara says, that Dina is called the child of Yaakov. It's probably what happened was, was that, that instead that Yaakov, her prayers caused the, the seed of Yaakov to be dominant and that's why a girl was born. I don't remember the, the, where the source of this story is. It's a pretty wild story. It's not, it's not a story that I would believe unless I heard a source for it, but I did read it in the source. This guy asked ever for bracha specifically to have a, uh, a boy, and there are different there are different opinions in the Gemara about when you can pray for that. Let's say someone wants to pray to have specifically a boy. Um, it's probably better just to pray that your child should be healthy. But anyways, well, let's say someone wants wants to pray that they should specifically have to have a boy. You know, by, by this far, whenever you have a child, they say the next one should be a boy. <laughs> Whatever. This far, they say you should have twelve shvatim. But uh, by, by Hasidim always, right? By Hasidim always, there's been an emphasis to um, the education of girls, 
and how Mashiach will come specifically, the females will be higher than the males, and therefore, as we, as we approach coming Mashiach, there is a emphasis on the, 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 the virtue of the female, how she's superior to the males, highlighted specifically now at the end of the Golas, and that's why the previous Rebbe spent such energy, which was, a, which was novel at the time, towards the education of, of uh, girls. But anyways, but that was his prayer. That was his request. And the Rebbe said to him that there is an... The Rebbe was quoting the Gemara. The Gemara says that certain, certain times that prayer is relevant. Oh, Masmastu, you made it. At the ungodly hour of 6.30 a.m. Masmastu, <laughs> you deserve a drink. Man, give the man a drink. Want a, want a coffee? Yes, Oh, I also have some milk, by the way. Let me get the milk. There you go. Where are my keys? There you go. Not again. I don't know if you met Mordechai Yosef Feldman, just moved to town. This, this is a... Just moved, fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat from Irvine. Irvine? Oh, what a board. Thank you. I'll get the first day. Next day, you'll have to beg for it. Just kidding, just kidding. Anyway, so... So anyways, so in, in, in this story, I don't have the source for it. I did read it in the source with with a name. There was a guy. He asked every for bracha that his child should be a boy. And the Gemara says about this that that there are different times when the prayer is relevant. The Gemara talks about asking for asking for for uh, what kind of uh, sex your 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 child should be in the first thirty days, in the first three months. And then the Gemara says that there's an opinion which says that even a woman is about to give birth, she, she could also pray that the child should be a boy. So, but the other opinion of the Gemara is that prayer is considered a prayer in vain. Like, it's, it's like you're asking to, you know, for, for some, so, but so the guy asked the Rebbe for this bracha, and the Rebbe said, what do you mean? It doesn't, it's, the Gemara says that this is a prayer in vain. He says, but a mayor says, I think, I think it's a mayor who says that you could even pray as a woman's giving birth that it should be a, so the Rebbe was very serious, and they were giving the bracha, and that's what happened. So I don't know the inside story, <laughs> if, if, if it had a similar story to Dina or not, I don't know, but, but the Rebbe became very serious before we responded, and it sounded like um, something really amazing was happening in that story. Bottom line is that, um, Chaim, the reason why when a female seeds first, the mother seeds first, a boy is born physically is because, I should put the, put the fans on the reason why this is true physically is because this is the way it is spiritually. The woman and the man, in the analog over here, in the analogy rather, um, represent the um, Hashem and the Jewish people. And uh, there is a time when the Zohar calls it Yesus Ela, the time when Hashem inspires us. And then there's a time when we inspire ourselves. The woman sees first, in the analogy, is uh, parallel and actually emanates from our making the first move in our relationship to Hashem. And the male seating first, in the analogy, is parallel to, in the analog, Hashem inspiring us. So we learned yesterday that the offspring, the male offspring, 
is in the analogy is parallel to, in the analog to achieving a higher kind of relationship with Hashem. As we learned, it was actually yesterday was it was in Tanya about this love for Hashem that you don't like. The Alter Rebbe said, "I don't want Ganeidin, I don't want Elam Haba. All you want is you alone." This headstrong masculine energy of uh, "I only want Hashem alone" emanates from. Uh, a, an arousal from within ourselves. When we have our own inspiration ourselves, we're able to achieve an enduring and higher kind of relationship with Hashem. Whereas, when Hashem inspires us, the inspiration is temporary and inspiration is also uh, lower. We learned yesterday that there's a higher kind of love and a lower kind of love. A higher kind of love is like the love of the Altareb. I don't want Ganeidin. I don't want your world to come. I just want you. A lower kind of love is where you say, Hashem, you know what, I want to enjoy your Ganeidin. I think the, the, the weather over there is really good. I hear they have great pina, pina coladas there. So I want to go to Ganeidin, and I want to have pina coladas in Ganeidin. In other words, I want to retain my identity. I don't want to lose my identity in, in your truth. I just want, I want, I want to enjoy. So it's a lower kind of, you're, you're, you're aiming, uh, you're not aiming as high. You're not, you're not, you're not, your yearning isn't as high when your inspiration comes from Hashem, from, when, from, from a something that's, that uh, says in, in Chassidus that the, says in Perkyovis that a voice comes out from Mount Sinai every, every day and says do teshuv. And Chassidus asks the question, what's the point of a voice coming out from heaven if nobody hears it? So Chassidus explains, well, Shaddai says that there's a part of your neshama in Ganeidin. And your and neshama in Ganeidin can hear that voice. And when your neshama in Ganeidin hears that voice, that trickles down into your body, this inspiration of, of, uh, of teshuvah. I wake up in the morning one day and I want to do teshuvah. Where does it come from? It comes because my Nisham Ganeidin was, if, or heard that voice and was inspired, and somehow the connection to, between my Nisham and my body and my Nisham Ganeidin was, was going well that day. There was no interference. There was the great antennas. I don't know exactly how that works. But that's why I was inspired today. So it was, it was because of Hashem's inspiration. So when the Abishter inspires us, it's limited. It's limited both in how long it lasts, it's limited in how deep our, our desire is to cleave to Hashem, and uh, whereas when our inspiration comes within, within our own efforts, then, it's, then it's, it's deeper, both it lasts longer, and also our, our objective is, what, what do they say? They say, uh, re- reach to the stars, and if you miss, you hit the moon. So uh, when the Abishter inspires us, so we're not reaching for, as, for the stars. We're just reaching for enjoyment, for pleasure. When inspiration comes within, from the Nisham itself, deep within the soul itself, there's a, th- then it's possible to achieve that kind of masculine love of the Abishter, we're calling it masculine in the sense that it's, it's, it's permanent. It's not like we said yesterday that Nashim Dachten Kalas, women are easily persuaded with the additional um, cautionary remark that uh, don't try this at home, folks. Uh, 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 but either way, um, um, the, 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 ma- the female energy represents something which is not la- doesn't last forever. And so when the Abishter inspires us, it doesn't last. Okay. That's what we did till now. Now we're up to page Hey, on the second paragraph of the second column. Since the inspiration of love, this masculine kind of love, comes because Hashem inspires us. And When we make the inspiration first, what did we learn yesterday? We reach a deeper place in heaven that triggers Hashem's assistance in a deeper way. It's not that when we inspire ourselves, so then that itself is deeper. 
It's that this inspiration from within triggers something else in heaven. It sounds a lot like the explanation of the philosophers. What did the philosophers say? The philosophers said, when the woman seeds first, why is there a male offspring? It's because the male seed is dominant because the male seed is on top and the woman seeds first. That's, the, that's what the philosophers say. So that means that the male offspring is generated from the male seed, right? So in a similar way, it seems like according to Altair's explanation in the analog, what is causing the, the enduring inspiration, this deeper, higher, masculine, headstrong kind of inspiration? Where is it coming from? It's coming because our movement towards Hashem elicited a divine revelation that brought us to that place. So it sounds like the female energy triggers the male energy and allows the male energy to produce a male offspring. You hear what I'm saying or no? Well, yeah, it, it's... Uh, uh, you're going back to yesterday's lesson. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of lost, though, between the two inspirations. I'm not really sure understanding um, Hashem's... Uh, the lower and the higher. It, to me, they, they sound... It's a parallel. They sound the same. Okay. I'll say it in one sense. You'll get it. Um... They mean the same thing to me, I, I suppose. I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story, and this, this will probably bring it home. All right. Uh, the Tzemach Tzedek was once asked by his grandfather if he wants to get the Torah as a gift. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to give him the permission to study Torah. He meant the, the Torah knowledge. Just his mind should open up, and he should just suddenly be able to understand the Gemara and the Shachan Arach and the Hasidus in a, an amazing way. So he said no. He said no because he said that he wants it's it's more precious to Hashem when we work on our own. So he wanted to acquire it on his right versus having it as a gift. Right. So yeah. to so later he, he regretted it because he realized that Torah is infinite, and as much as his grandfather would have given him, a lot more he could have used that information to get even deeper. So whatever he would have given him wouldn't have been the does all and ends all. So he could have still used his own effort to go even higher. So his gift from his grandfather wouldn't have precluded, precluded his effort. But, but then he remarked, though, about this experience, he says, it's more precious. It's higher when someone takes you by your hand and leads you. Okay. And it's more precious, though, to Hashem, when you make it by your own efforts. But how, do you, how, how, does, any, how does a human being have the inspiration to say, I'm just going to learn this because it, it, I mean, where does that come from, if it doesn't come from Hashem? Nothing exists without Hashem making it exist. Not, not, a chair doesn't exist, a table doesn't exist, right? Everything exists only because of, of Hashem's hand. Mm-hmm. But then there is a, a, a light of Hashem. There's a godly revelation. There's revelation. So there's inspiration because of revelation of Hashem. Hashem just showed you Neshama something that your Neshama didn't know about. And in our experience, in my mind, in my heart, I'm not seeing light of Hashem but I'm feeling this inspiration. It's because God inspired me. And, then, and, and there is this, 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 I see a miracle, let's say. I see a miracle. I, I was driving and, and thank God I'm okay. What is that? That's Hashem showing himself to me, revealing himself to me in a way that, that shakes me up. Okay, so here's my question. I made a decision to read uh, Lessons in Tanya. Nobody told me. That's male energy. It comes from the, the, the higher level. 
It comes nobody, from, nobody offered to teach it to me. I just decided so that's the higher level. Um, that's a good question. You know, you're asking a really good question. Um, I, I, let's say this. Let's say this. Mm-hmm. Waking up in the morning, I want to do tshuva. Is is or 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 just the feeling? I want to do tshuva. I want to do tshuva. That 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 that. I don't know why, but I just feel like I just feel like missing something. That's that's Hashem's inspiration from that. That's something godly that Hashem is giving you. Okay, it's a gift. That's a gift. Okay. But then there is then there is just like saying to myself, you know, what, I really need to get started in my in my service of Hashem. I really need to make an effort myself. I need, I need to make a step forward. I'm not happy where I am. I'm not happy where I am. I want to. I just come to I come to an intellectual realization that these things aren't the best way they need to be, and I could improve. I'm not feeling any any angels singing. I'm not feeling any any tears. I'm not feeling any inspiration. I'm just feeling like I need to make this better, and I and I want to make a step towards Hashem. In the first place, just like when you see a miracle, there's something amazing happening, or similarly, it could be emotionally. You feel Hashem just like you feel like you feel like you want you want to cry. You walk around the street, you want you feel like you're going to cry. That's Hashem revealing Himself to you. Your decision to learn Tanya, I'm not sure if you were crying or not. I'm not sure if it was just like, hey, you know, I should do this. This is a good thing to do. And when you say it's a good thing to be closer to Hashem, it's your, it's your, you feel as a human being, this, this is the right thing to do. I don't, think, I don't know if that's something that Hashem is like, like revealing something to your soul. If it's something, I think maybe if we could say this, if it's hard and fast, then it's something that, it's a light of Hashem. If it's slow and calculated, then it's something which is coming from, from within me. Okay, here's a question. If I uh, listen to a concert or to a... Uh, to Wait, did that answer your question already or no? Yeah, well, you know, here. And I, uh, an amazing song. And it, 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 like, overwhelms me. That's from Hashem. Um, you're, off, you're off the chart now. I need to think about that. I need to think about, about the concert. When you hear a nigga and hear a song, and a Hasidic melody also, and you want to get d- d- deeply okay, inspired sorry. by it, you sing it because you want to go somewhere with it, and then you attack to go somewhere with it. I think that that may be from within also. That's within. You decided you want to go somewhere. I mean, I don't know about the about the uh, about the, the, the specific concert you're talking about, but the Rebbe told a friend of mine. He told his mother in the, in a private audience, the energy of music has a lot to do with the author of the music, and that's why it's it's important to choose melodies that were created by people who made those melodies with the intent of inspiring people with them, or with their own inspiration. In other words, there's all kinds of music out there, and there's all kinds of great sounding things out there. But soul and soul music, the one that, that, that has within it this, 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 this ability to bring you up, is one that was composed specifically with the intent of inspiration. There's energy, there's, there's soul energy in that music. So if I decide to sing that song, it's my decision. I want to go somewhere. I want to accept Hashem's gift. Tiny is also a gift from Hashem. Tiny is a gift from Hashem too. But but you're deciding. I want to I want to access this gift. That, that's your decision. Not, there's no light there. I sing a nigan. I, I forget about the type of music. I, 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 that, that, that I may have confused the issue. But there is a type of music that inspires me. Right. I decide to sing that music because I want to go somewhere. That's my decision. You hear? Well, here, here's my example. The very first time I ever heard Lady Sarah. It, it overwhelmed me beyond, beyond belief. Okay. Um, I mean, I couldn't... I'm ashamed to admit I couldn't contain myself. Is, is that Hashem's inspiration or is that coming from... Is it because I wanted it or Hashem... Um, uh, zapped it, you. It's what? You're asking if you got zapped? Is it the female or the male energy? It, 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 it sounds like it was... It was um, 
and male energy. That's what it sounds like, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, females receiving. No, so creating worlds. So, so now it was energy from Hashem. That's what I'm saying. Male energy means Hashem. Male in, in, in the analogy, in the analog, male energy means Hashem inspired you. Go ahead. What are you saying, Doctor Bresman? No, I mean I like the orientation that Rish Tom gave. You know, the, the, the dominant male. No, that, you know, blessed are our versus maybe. A little louder, can you? Blessed are our versus maybe a male. Right. Our job is to create and to give. A woman's job is to receive and transform. You know, so I mean, that's the way. I, yeah. I look at things, and it's pretty clear that way. Not that we can't have both, because, you know. Right. So, 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 but so when Hashem's inspiring us, what are we doing? We're receiving Hashem's inspiration. Right. So it's male energy that we're receiving. Yeah, well, of course, compared to God. We're the, we're the female, we're the recipient. Yeah, of course. Okay, but the question we have on the table is, we're saying that the real inspiration, the long-lasting one, the deep one, is a result of our making a step towards Hashem and Hashem responding to us. We emulate our teacher. Hold on a second. So it's not, it's not that you decide to learn Tanya, okay? You say, making, let's, let's call it a female energy, okay? You're deciding by yourself you want to learn yeah. Tanya. Yeah. Let's call this a female energy. And you open up the Tanya and you get zapped, okay? It happens to people. So don't, don't, don't be surprised if it happens to you too. You learn the Tanya and you get zapped and let's amore and it's over. It's over. Okay? That's male energy. Right. So it says in the Zohar, an arousal from below causes an arousal from above. Wow. That means when you make this first step, Hashem assists you. Which means that your enduring, long-lasting, deeper relationship with Hashem is actually Hashem's male energy contribution to your life. It's not the female energy. In the analogy, the Alter Rebbe says that the boy offspring is a result of the female energy. But in the analog, what's causing the long-lasting, uh, enduring relationship? It's the fact that Hashem responded to your effort to learn Tanya, and now Hashem is investing and in injecting into that something otherworldly. Understand? So that's so, so. It seems like, according to Alter Rebbe's own analog of the analogy, it seems like he's siding with the philosophers. He, just like the philosophers say that the, it's the female, I'm sorry, it's the male energy that produces a boy, so too also in the analog it seems that the, yes, the, when there's arousal from below first, then it lasts, but why does it last? Because Hashem responds to that. It sounds like the female seed comes first, the male seed comes on top, and then the male seed dominates. And that's why, you follow? Not in that explanation, not in that narrative, no. Well, uh, it seems... Oh, no, like we have a, 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 a caller over here. Go ahead, Rebbe, Rebbe. This is very similar, again, to that Delta Rebbe Mimer on why he went to prison and why it took so long and why he had to go through all of those events because it needed to last. It was just a miraculous event. It had to be miraculous, found within nature, taken steps, and then appreciated a lot deeper. And then the Tanya was able to be released, and it manifest in the world in a more solid manner and a real manner, and a not not just a temporary thing. So, 
so is the long-lasting thing because it comes from within ourselves, or is it because Hashem is injecting in our effort something otherworldly? The it had to come from within ourselves. He had to endure going to prison. He had to endure sticking to his guns, and then it became something real. Uh, granted, unlike, the, unlike 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 the story with uh, Boaz's son-in-law with like the missile flying over your head, it, it's a it's a wonderful miraculous thing. But unless you have something to hold on to, it dissipates. Right, what you're saying is right. The question, but but our question is, is it is the Abister's response to you? What if if as Alter says, it's the Abister's response to you that makes it last. Not it's not because of your own efforts that makes it last. It's because Hashem, the Alter for example, it says that he the Alter was compared to an olive. Just like an olive is crushed, the oil comes out. What what does that mean? There is there's an olive. The olive is crushed, and there's something deeper that comes as a result of the olive being crushed. So in a similar way, a Jew makes an effort towards Hashem. The Jew is having a difficult time. And then there's something else. There's the oil. Then now is something coming from heaven. So in, if there's oil coming from heaven, Zev, so then that's like the philosophers who say that it's the masculine energy that produces the boy. But in the analogy, the Alter Rebbe says it's the female energy that produces the boy. Not that the female energy contributes to, to the male energy being on top and therefore the male energy uh, dominates. That's our question. Uh, let's, let's stop right now. And uh, we'll see tomorrow. I'll, I'll try to briefly recap again the question and we'll go towards the answer. Any other questions? Well, it's kind of interesting, but I'm, I'm trying to grasp the result. You're asking good questions, man. You're making, you're making us think. Thank you very much. My right. pleasure. You bring it home, really. <laughs>